the top eight reasons to play Bant in Standard. Number one, did you like Azorius? You'll love Bant. Number two, Bant doesn't break the most rules, but it breaks the most important ones. Number three, Bant's combos are sick, even when they don't work. Number four, it's really hard to get mana screwed. Number five, ha ha, dead red. Number six, Bant has the best answer to everyone. Number seven, Bant is better than Sultai. Number eight, in winner take all magic, you need to be lucky. Did you like Azorius? You'll love Bant. If you go back and read my Azorius primers from a month ago, everything you need to know about Azorius control in standard, and or how to approach every matchup in standard, they seem so gosh darn naive in hindsight. I actually figured out a lot of what makes sense the first time around, that Elspeth Conquers Death is the best, that it is the best because it fosters an environment where Teferi and Narset and sometimes Dream Trawler are all predictably on the battlefield, often all at the same time. So permission can be good, but both permission and card drawing can be unreliable, and that the informed magician already knows all these things, so you have to assume they're all going on on both sides of the table. And you still have to find a way to get an advantage. But I foolishly thought Azorius was the right shell for the ideas. Bant makes most of the stuff Azorius makes a little faster, and it has another angle in Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath. Even more importantly, it doesn't play the bad cards. The bad cards being stuff like Absorb. Absorb, which is so good except any time Teferi Time Raveler is on the battlefield. Or failing that, on deck via an Elspeth Conquer's death. You know Absorb is on the spit list when you're siding a couple out against the red deck in favor of two mana versions. Bant can do everything Azorius did, if you want it to. It plays Teferi, it is arguably better at playing Teferi. And against opposing Azorius adjacent decks like Bant, Jeskai, or Azorius itself, it can be more reliable. For example, on an Arboreal Grazer draw, you can play Teferi and Mystical Dispute on the same turn to make sure it resolves. That's turn three, by the way. Bant is worse insofar that it takes more damage from its mana against the red deck, but it can often get some of that life back with Grazer to block, Uro gaining life while accelerating you, or a faster Dream Trawler to start racing back. I think I'd still rather be Azorius straight up against the red deck, but I think I'd rather be Bant in almost every other scenario. And that's saying something, given how great Azorius was at the top of the format. Bant is not a specialist, unless you consider playing the most actual raw pieces of mana a specialization, but it's actually quite good at a great many tasks. For example, most Bant decks at this point don't play Permission main deck, but in a sideboarded game, you can just have Tamiyo, Collector of Tales, in play, which means almost any single permission spell will put the opponent in lockdown. It isn't a life gain deck like Mono White, but in practice it might play a total of 12 creatures, 10 to 11 of which gain life, some of which will be coming back after you kill them. Thank you very much. Bant isn't the most purely powerful deck in Standard, depending on how you count power, but it's pretty close. And, we'll get to this near the end, it has the single best answer to most of the problems in the format, a distinction it shares with relatively few competitors. 
Going to try your hand at one of these high-stakes arena tournaments this week? I can't more strenuously recommend Bant, or at least not Soltai. Bant doesn't break the most rules, but it breaks the most important ones. Magic resources are structured fundamentally around two key symmetries. Number one, you draw one card per turn, and number two, you play one land per turn. Multiple decks in standard break the first symmetry. Heck, with Light Up the Stage and hasty quasi-Ophidian Robber the Rich, even the red deck breaks the first one. You don't need me to rattle off all the ways Bant can draw an extra card. More interesting to me is that it also breaks the second symmetry of playing multiple lands per turn. It's hard to argue which broken symmetry leads to more broken. But I think that the most broken of the broken decks over time have both drawn extra cards and deployed extra mana at the same time. I'm looking at you, High Tide Time Spiral, and also at you, Dark Ritual Necropotence. Bant is not alone in playing extra lands, but of the popular decks in Standard, it is one of the best at doing both. Unlike the kind of advantage afforded by, say, Teamer, Bant doesn't need a ton of actions per turn once it gets going. Because it plays very powerful individual threats like Dream Trawler and Hydrid Crisis, it can exploit having more lands in play by playing just one big thing. That big thing will often replace itself, at least, which allows it to continue to push the advantage of having so many more fundamental resources than the opponent. The combination results in a surprisingly short clock for a deck that generally takes the role of control in the who's the beatdown question. To return to our first point, it often acts like an accelerated Azorius thanks to Growth Spiral and company, which in specific facilitates its getting a faster and more reliable return on card advantage. This is consistent in almost every matchup where your threats will actually resolve the first time. And hey, you've got four copies of Teferi Time Raveler to make that happen. Bant's combos are sick, even when they don't work. One of the cards that I didn't initially appreciate in Bant was Tamiyo Collector of Tales. I would now get very solidly behind the two copies main deck. Tamiyo provides important extra value that you might not realize is already on the card. For example, it makes Doom Foretold one-sided, and in entirely the wrong way for the person controlling Doom Foretold. It provides an insane wrinkle against key competitor Sultai. If you have Tamiyo, they can't make you discard at all, and certainly can't make you discard Dream Trawler. For that matter, if they did, you can always get it back. But that's not even what makes this combo so combo-rific. Dovin's Veto. Go ahead and name Dovin's Veto. But Michael J., you might implore. Such and such build doesn't even play Dovin's Veto main deck. It's only a sideboard card. Well, then you might just get Dovin's Veto in a sideboarded game. But even main deck? Maybe you'll scare the bejesus out of the hapless opponent by naming it. Doesn't matter. No matter what you name, you're always fueling Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath. That's the special sauce here. You can name Uro on the front side, or you can name something you actually want. You can name a back-breaking singleton like Narset, Parter of Veils, and Uro will pay you back. You can name Elspeth Conquers Death. You know, the best. And Elspeth Conquers Death will itself pay you back. You're always making fuel, so you're getting them on both sides. That's why you can miss, i.e. the combo didn't work, and you're still ahead. It's honestly gross. Sick, even. 
it's really hard to get mana screwed. The deck plays 29 lands, or like 28 on the low end. It's really hard to get mana screwed. Can you get flooded? It also plays 10 temples, so some of those lands are going to translate into spells. Again, the bet here is that you don't need that many spells. You play one big one like Hydroid Crisis or Dream Trawler, and you get paid back. So you're not that likely to get flooded, or at least relative to other 29 land decks. Ha ha, dead red. Patrick Chapin and I recently had a disagreement about whether Knight of Autumn was good in Bant's main deck. Is it even good against the red deck? This is a card, mind you, that sees anti-red deck play in modern on the reg. I said earlier that I would rather be Azorius if I knew I was playing against red decks. But let's be honest. If Azorius wants to beat Basic Mountain, it's beating Basic Mountain. You can load your deck with every glass casket, Devout Decree and Aethergust at the two, and the red deck is just never going to get going before you drop a Dream Trawler. But what about Bant? I'd note that Bant can tautologically play every two-drop a blue-white deck can, and has even more options. Let's compare some recent Bant sideboards to see. Adriana Moscato from Grand Prix Lyon. One Agent of Treachery, three Aethergust, two Dovin's Veto, three Mystical Dispute, two Questing Beast, four Devout Decree. Gotta love Moscato's anti-red deck tools. Seven. Count them seven two-drop slots, almost as many as Azorius. It's important to note that even though Moscato didn't close the deal on the last Aethergust, he had Arboreal Grazer to block. David Tedeschi, Grand Prix Lyon. One Agent of Treachery, two Lovestruck Beast, two Aethergust, two Dovin's Veto, one Heliod's Intervention, three Mystical Dispute, one Narset Parter of Veils, three Devout Decree. Tedeschi ran a couple of Aethergusts and a trio of Devout Decrees, so fewer than Moscato, but would also undoubtedly side in those Lovestruck Beasts. That's before even considering Heliod's Intervention. Heliod's Intervention is interesting, because it can save you from Experimental Frenzy in a Pinch, Catch Embercleave, or just go over the top. I'm not sure I'd always bring it in, but then again I've never devoted a sideboard slot to the card. I think as a longtime aspiring fire god, I wouldn't be that worried about Heliod's intervention. Kind of, if they have it, they have it. Would like the fact that there were fewer two mana hosers in effect, but would likely just pack to a first turn heart's desire. No one really beats Lovestruck Beast. Back in my day, that card had a drawback, not a cantrip clause. Point being, if you want to beat Red with Bant, you will. It's up to you to play sufficient tools. If it were me, I would probably overload with 8-10 to 10 flexible slots, knowing that I was getting double duty out of Aethergust and Devout Decree against Jeskai. Lovestruck Beast is just so backbreaking. Bant has the best answer to everyone. So here's the thing. Bant isn't a specialist, but Bant has more or less the fastest Dream Trawler in Standard. Faster by a turn than the Azorius Dream Trawler. Faster even than the free Dream Trawler of Jeskai. It doesn't draw as many cards as Teamer. It doesn't put on the same kind of pressure as Mono Red. All it does is race everybody, and probably in a way they can't interact with. Really, only other Azorius-adjacent decks can even answer a Dream Trawler once it's on the battlefield. And the 1-2, sorry, 1-3, Punch of Damage, Life Gain, and GD card drawing 
makes this one card the single best plan in the format. Bance isn't only the fastest. Alongside Tamiyo and Elspeth Conquer's death, it's the most redundant and reliable. Bant is better than Soltai. With rare exception, most of the nice things we said about Bant can also apply to Soltai. And Soltai has an arguably more powerful top end with Casualties of War. But I would encourage you to play almost anything other than Soltai. I would play Jeskai before Soltai. I would dust off my castle Embereths and Rimrock Knights before sleeving Atris Oracle of Half-Truths. There is a really simple reason why. Not only does Sultai not play Dream Trawler, it can't beat Dream Trawler. So Bant gives you this angle of being arguably the best Dream Trawler deck. Sultai has some cards. Sultai can try to race with Uro and Hydroid Crisis. Two cards, by the way, that Bant can also access. But when push comes to shove, only one of those guys has evasion and hexproof. Only one of them pushes Teemer into the corner almost no matter how many extra cards they draw. I just see Sultai as a kind of Bant light from this perspective. I'm sure there are some metagames where Sultai would be the better choice overall, but it's hard to imagine that being true when Bant itself is an option, and especially given how much better Bant is against the red deck. In winner-take-all magic, you need to be lucky. I recently thought about the first PPTQ I won. I played the best deck in the room, and I'm confident I played the best that day. I outplayed the H-E double hockey sticks over my finals opponent, a one-time Worlds competitor. But if I'm honest, I won four rolls in the Swiss, which resulted in my having play every round of the top eight. I had the best deck, and I played the best, and given the number of game twos I lost, I probably wouldn't have won the tournament without those four dice rolls. So for some perspective, I went 0-2 with the same 75 the day before. If you're going to play a winner-take-all tournament, the kind with a shiny prize at the end, I think you have to tip your head to Fortuna and assume a little luck. If you're not expecting to be lucky at all, I think you play Teamer Adventures. That deck draws a bazillion cards and can do almost anything, and humiliates more opponents than it beats narrowly. But in the real world, with sweaty hands and a finals opponent who's also terrified they might crack? You play the deck that can not only perform the best, or near the best, but the one that can get the luckiest. In standard, that's the deck with all these powerhouses and Arboreal Grazer. You know what's better than one of your four Teferis on turn two? Teferi with cover mana on turn three? You're one Narset in the same spot. Better lucky than good. Respect. Love, Mike. Hey, Roman. Hey, Michael J. So it's uh, been a while. I guess we haven't recorded an episode in, oh, I don't know, a year. It's It's been a long time. Well, no, it hasn't been a year. It's well, it's been close to one, maybe. When did we when did we uh, do that critical mass episode? Was that like my I, birthday last year? I no, that was that was like May of last year. That was after I played in the uh, SCG Open. All right, so ten months, ten months since we've done an episode, something like that. So, so in in order to counteract how long it's been since we've recorded an episode, I decided to do a an article that was like one week old. And by one week, I mean, when this podcast goes up, that article won't even be one week old. <laughs> <But> I'm like, 
Tuesday or Wednesday. Of Two days ago or something. What did you think of the thesis of my article, Roman? So this week's article was play the top, yeah. <laughs> mother love and bant in the standards, or at least don't play soul tie. That was literally what the, de- the the article was about. How do you feel about that? Oh, bant, feel, or at least I, I, don't play soul tie. I feel uh, pretty pretty good about about playing band in the standard format. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I six owed uh, my first uh, Magic Fest online daily qualifier. Why do you have to say my first? Which is like that's just flexing. Like I didn't need a second attempt. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think starting off in six owing is is pretty sick. I think like a normal person. Like, right, let me ask you this: a normal person is not something that we should hold up. There's no normal people who are even listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> So uh, let's, let's pretend there's a such thing as a normal person, though. Like a normal person, I won my first PTQ. I never had to try again. Is that like a, a realistic scenario for someone? No. I don't. I mean, I guess it's cool that you did it in your first one. If to me, to me, the wonderful thing is that you did it at all. Right. I mean, I'm happy that I get to play in the Grand Prix this weekend. So let's talk about it. So you played Bant uh, on stream. They didn't know it was you, uh, and uh, it, the BDM said, "Did you see how quickly I changed my allegiance?" As a commentator? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually went back and, and rewatched it, and um, I have like this really weird like MTG Arena screen name. And then in the middle of the match, Brian's like, "Wait, I've I've been informed that this guy is actually Roman Fusco." Um, and I didn't even know I had the feature until after you called me after I won the match. Yeah, so I was actually in between. So, you know, where everybody and their kid sister is, literally everybody and their kid sister, is home for coronavirus right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've actually been working. And so I was in between calls. And I actually had the browser window for Channel Fireball Stream open. And I looked over and I could see that uh, you know, a Bant player was playing against a Red Deck player, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cheer for the Bant player. And then I looked at the username, and I'm like, hold on a second. And then I didn't even ask you. I went back, and I looked at some of our old chats, because I think, like, I knew what your screen name was from when you played. In from from the DreamHack tournament. DreamHack, and I'm like, oh, shoot, that's Roman. So I immediately start, like, spamming Brian on, on a text or whatever, He's like, yo, I can't talk, I can't talk. And I'm like, it's Roman, dope. Right? <laughs> and then um, and then he's just like, oh, okay. So then he switches allegiance, and he's just like, oh, well, Roman actually edits my other podcast, which is Top 8 Magic, which is a podcast that also hasn't come out in a, a year. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was Bant. And then... You know he had he had to get the he had to get the Michael J plugs in. That was probably a requirement. Uh, and then Reed claimed that I that I had claimed to have invented Bant. I did not claim to have invented Bant. I only claimed to have forced you to play Bant instead of stupid Sultai. Is that accurate? That's very accurate because I called you or we talked the night the night before night before right the qualifier. Um, and I, I was like pretty high on Sultai. So there were, there were some lists that, um, people were going around, uh, playing with Cavalier Florin. Yeah. Um, and the deck just seemed like, you know, it, it seemed very powerful, like casualties of war. 
um, like good good answers to catch up against decks like uh, Black Red Sacrifice, um, and just being like a, a good like defensive deck. You know, it, it, it seemed like they had all the pieces together for it. So I saw that on the they released the first couple of lists from um, the qualifier on Monday, which I I I missed because I didn't realize that the registration. You didn't realize was. that you that, that you had to actually register and play, right? You thought well, that no, they were I, just I, no, I didn't get to but. register, but I, I didn't know when the time closed, so it closes. So when I checked on Monday night. Um, it closes 30 minutes before the event starts, apparently. And I was about to register 20 minutes before. Um, Wait, so, so I couldn't get in. But I saw that. Do the article called Strategy, Tactics, Tactics and Operations. Did we ever do that article? I don't think we did that one. So let me just clue you in on something called Operations, buddy. <laughs> if you've got <laughs> nothing else to do but play in a Magic tournament while you're stuck at home, might want to <laughs> shore up certain of these details. Yeah. Um, I mean, good thing I knew because, but, and, well, here's the funny thing. The next day, um, I set my alarm for like, I don't know. I woke up, I woke up an hour before the tournament started. Okay, hold on. And, were you about to say that you set your alarm and then you were going to name like an embarrassingly late number? Yeah. <laughs> I set okay, my alarm for I, 1 I, I, I'm so on. I okay, so barely for, make for, it. For reference, I'm back in, I'm back in New Jersey with my parents during this whole pandemic. And I'm still on California time, so I woke up at I set my alarm for 11 a.m. <laughs> um, so I wake up at 11 a.m. and I'm about to go shower, but I'm like, oh, I should go. I should register for the tournament. And they changed the registration time again, so it's 45 minutes before the tournament, not half an hour. So I think I I signed up and submitted my deck list within like three minutes of <laughs> registration closing. <laughs> um. So. I guess the good news is they let you play. That was the thing they allowed you to do. Yeah. Um, but back to the point I think we were talking about before. Uh, so on, on, then on Monday, um, I think I saw that they, they had posted some of the 6-0 and 5-1 deck lists. So Alan Wu, I saw, went 5-1 with Sultai, the Cavalier deck. And then Bradley Yu uh, went 6-0 with Ban. So, you know, I, I was I was, I think... The, the decks I was between were banned and salt tie the night before the tournament. So, um, why would you ever even consider playing salt tie? Um, I, I think I liked, uh, the Cavalier, uh, both packaged with Pelucranos and Uro. And just that it had, like, I think for the mirror against like Bant, my initial impression was that Thought Erasure was just good to have. And it would give you like, a, a bit of an edge. And you had, uh, Casualties of War. I think you might, in, but uh, you were giving up the red matchup more than you were with Ban because your Wraths are a lot, a lot worse in Sultai. But in the sideboard, uh, I think Alan Wu was playing, or I forget what list it originated from, but they're playing like two or three Ritual of Suit. So you have like some Wraths, I guess. But but overall, like Ban had the better tools with Shatter and Else um, with Conqueror's Death. So this is my analysis. First of all, I honestly wasn't aware of the uh, of the version that had uh, Cavalier of Thorns. If I had been aware, I actually might have changed my mind. If I had changed my mind, you wouldn't be qualified right now. So it's good that I wasn't aware. <laughs> so that's one because I'm I 
I don't know if you remember, but when I qualified with Blue Green Flash, my big innovation was to bring in Cavalier of Thorns. So I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in Cavalier of Thorns in decks that don't otherwise, you know, don't make sense to otherwise play Cavalier of Thorns. That said, I do like Cavalier of Thorns because it's a legitimate way to defend against Dream Trawler, right? So it has enough toughness that a Dream Trawler doesn't really reasonably get through it. And even if it mm-hmm. does, the Cavalier of Thorns will defeat the Dream Trawler, right? It will kill it to death, probably. Right. At least uh, you're getting, at least even if the Dream Trawler has six power, you're trading with it to get off the table. The problem is two things. One, I don't think that Sultai really legitimately competes with uh, with Bant. If you line up all the cards, all the good cards in Sultai, with the exception of uh, Casualties of War, are just the same as the cards in Bant, you know? And then mm-hmm. Bant also has Teferi, Elspeth Conqueror's Death, and Dream Trawler, all three of which are breakers in the matchup, right? Do you, would you agree with that? No, I, I agree with that. I think... I think um Sultai has like Pelucranos isn't even a card. Like I mean, no, yeah, it's not. It, it has it has casualties and thought erasure, but that's like the that, that that's it. Where whereas Ban has ECD and Teferi, which I think is way and and that's the, those cards are just better than thought erasure and casualties of war. Yeah, I think Elspeth Conquer's death is like the breaker card in standard for Branta. Right. Uh, it is the best. Anyway, congratulations to thank you. Your six zero. I wish I had time to play in a qualifier. I would probably qualify in one shot also. Although I would have to qualify either with mono red or teamer because those are the cards I own on MTGA. <laughs> I I own the band deck in IRL, but I don't own the band deck on MTGA. Recently, you know, because the I would say as recently as like you know two three weeks ago. The only deck you could plausibly play in standard was was Teamer Adventures, and so I just splurged mm-hmm. every last because that deck has like a ton of like temples and fetch uh, not fetchlands shocklands and rare creatures. I literally blew every rare and mythic rare that I owned to make, to make Teamer. Here's the funny thing: if I actually played MTGA every day, I think I'd be mythic because I was talking to Brian about this. I'm like, I like never lose. The problem is like these. Three game matches take an hour. They take forever. Like sometimes I lose by timing out with uh with Team Adventures, but like I very rarely actually lose matches. So I'm just like, oh man. But if I would have to play like you know on this road, I have to play like forty hours or something to to get to Mythic. Yeah, it's you know it's I mean? a like, grind. Like if you're if you're trying to get to Mythic with I, I I've never gotten to Mythic to to be to be fair, but I've gotten like you know either. What's is platinum? Is that a thing? I think yeah. I think it's diamond and platinum. The mythic. I think I've either gotten high platinum or di- low diamond. Something, whatever the one is. That's it's still far, right? There's still like three rungs to go or something. Right. But I, I did that with mono blue aggro for the most part, and you can kick out 15 games in an hour with mono blue aggro, right? And if you're trying to do it with teamer, it's it's like one match per hour. Like that's the that's the the time commitment. So I don't know if there are some Canadian listeners out there thinking about grinding, you know, what do they think? Anyway, the reason I fell in love with Bant was because like I said, it's not true that I never lose a teamer because this story doesn't make sense. If I never lose a teamer, the deck I was pretty much only ever losing to was Bant. And I was just like, Oh (laughs) shoot, this teamer deck is just crushing everything. 
uh, but I maybe beat the Bant deck like 20% of the time. And I was just like, I don't even know how to win, right? Like, problem is I'm winning on every metric and then they just cast a Dream Trawler and kill me with it. Right. And I was just like, Dream Trawler is so far and away the best way to try to win games in standard. It 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 covers so many bases. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it runs away with so many games, that card. It's yeah, so hard to interact with. They can't race it. Look, do you know how hard it is to try to kill that card with Team or Adventures? You literally need to have like, you need to granted twice with, you know, Lucky Clover in play, get Storm's Wrath and Chandra. Well, no, hope you can, they you can, all resolve. You can get you can get Shadow Sphere, and then you can you can interact with it with uh, Brazen Borrower. Yeah, and they can discard a card and give it Hexproof again. Right. I mean, there there are ways around <laughs> it, but it, it's not it's not a there's no clean like really clean answers to it. No, but yes, Shadow Sphere answer was one of the first answers that's ever been proposed to me, and I was just like, I agree, discard a card. Oh, <laughs> yep. I guess that works. <laughs> so anyway, I thought Bant was the best. Uh, you, I don't know if you remember this, but like back around Pro Tour Phoenix was the last time you and I were hanging out when I was qualified for the Pro Tour and you came to Phoenix to, you know, grind PTQs and you made top eight, top four of the first PTQ. Top eight of the first one. And then I, I thought you were in good position every, all three days, but, um, you know, obviously you didn't walk away with it. But I came away from that tournament with a tremendous respect for the Azorius control deck. Just watching you play, watching others play. I played in the PTQ as soon as I got back. I lost to just being cheated. It was like, I, I, I got to tell you, I've been playing Magic for more than 25 years, tournament Magic, and I hadn't felt like this in years. Like, literally timed out. And the last round... I, you know, I had that gentleman's agreement where you're just like, all right, whoever's in position, that person's going to go to the top eight, right? I literally had a position where he had no cards in hand, zero cards in hand. He just had land. And my position was like I had a dream trawler, two planeswalkers and like four cards in hand, including I had I think I had an Elspeth Conqueror's Death in hand and on the battlefield and a, and a uh, Teferi in hand and on the battlefield and a dream trawler and like three other cards. And he's just like, eh, not going to honor the agreement. Yeah, that's that's. that's I was just like, "What is?" Yeah, so you know, I I had one too many draws. (laughs) I had zero intentional draws in that tournament. I got to say. Anyway, long story short, I had a tremendous respect for the Azorius deck coming off of watching you play, and I think the Bant deck is just the Azorius deck plus. Because I I don't know if you remember the theory when we were in we were in Phoenix. I was watching you play, and I'm just like, "Take this stuff out," and you're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Permission sucks." We just watch these games, right? Like. There's just Narsets and Teferis and Elspeth Conqueror's Death bringing back Narsets and Teferis. The stuff, none of the stuff is good, right? Like, Absorb mm-hmm. sucks. Like, there's a huge declining amount of value coming from Mystical Dispute. And then we figured out, like, the breaker was actually Gadwick, right? You just need one turn to make to make the big Gadwick, which is very similar to having, like, the you know, the one turn with the big Hydroid Crisis in this format, right? Right. And then also, then it evolved from that to being, I think, about, like, uh, your, your castles, so after that tournament, I played at a bunch of like local events with Blue White, and I like I just crushed all the mirrors playing for Castle Arnbiel, and because because you you would have these games where you're lit up on all these Govins vetoes and disputes and absorbs, and they just wouldn't matter as long as you had Castle in play, 
you know, you could just win the game. And then once you got the 10 mana, you're just, we're in such an overwhelming position. Well, there's the one upsmanship, right? Where uh, right. I thought, I thought that blast zone was really good. That was a card that we had gotten from Sam black. I was really happy to have blast zone. I used that uh, to win a mirror in the PTQ that I had played in just to, I killed it's a fairy and an Arset in an uncounterable way. And then mm-hmm. ran away with it, you know, but that's, they can't interact with that right now. All of a sudden I control the battlefield. So, uh, I, I think that the castles is unreliable because they don't even have to have four castles. They can just draw two and they're even with you. I, I also think it's very interesting how the standard format has evolved since we were in Phoenix, because when we were there, we thought blue white was by far the best deck and it just had all the answers, but I guess the band deck is that deck, but as like, as the metagame was adapted, right? Cause then after I think when I played dream hack, I, I played blue white and blue it was good at that tournament what did but i then you Aaron, dream hacks i told you i didn't think i liked i didn't like uh azorius already at that point right did you say play band i, I don't remember that i might have said that. play i don't remember i think i might have said play jeskai did jeskai mm-hmm. win that tournament or no no no, no, no. team or team or team on the tournament i think i would i think i would have played jeskai I, I don't remember i clearly the best cards in standard are elizabeth conquers death dream trawler and Teferi, right? Those are those are all in mm-hmm. all three of these decks, right? So uh, I, I would have been on one of those decks. I don't think I'm smart enough to have said play Bant at that point. Because <laughs> I only started liking Bant after I was a teamer player and I would occasionally lose to Bant. And by occasionally, mm-hmm. I mean consistently lose to Bant. So that's when I learned how good Bant was. I didn't really and know it fundamentally. I, I don't remember, but I think the top two decks were teamer and jeskai i believe they were teamer and jeskai in that tournament yeah i think jeskai is outstanding um i'm not even sure i'm not sure bant has the edge over jeskai i think that it uh, might i i have yet to lose to jeskai playing Bant. i mean i only played like five matches against it i think but it, it's felt very good i think there are games where they can they can run away with an early like cyborg games where they can run away with a robber of the rich. Yeah, that's the reason why I don't like the matchup as much. Like I think in game one, it's not even clear you're going to win game one, right? You're probably going to win. It's just like you know Azorius has the edge against Jeskai in game one, but they, you know them getting two games with robber every game is and you have look. Imagine it was a mirror match, right? You also had robber. They could like bone crusher giant your robber, right? You, mm-hmm. you you have no equivalent to bone crusher giant. Your equivalent to bone crusher giant is arboreal grazer. Right, they, that's not going to stop. Well, them from it's, it's post board. You have to board. You get to board like all four. At least the, the the saving grace is that you're boarding in Devout Decree, and it, it has a lot of targets. I guess you're also boarding. Do you you bring in the glass casket? You have the one glass casket. Uh, yeah, there. But you know, because the, the Devout Decree hits all the Cavaliers too, and Cavaliers like one of the other scarier cards in the matchup. And um, you gotta have all your. You have three Aether Gusts, right? Yeah. You, yeah. So I've I've. I have the Aether Grusts, the Devout Decrees, um, the Casket, um, and I, but I don't think you board in cards like Dovin's Veto at all. Like, no, you don't I don't want think cards. It's yeah. a fairy deck. You don't want to. I think that Aether Gust is outstanding. I think that Dovin's Veto is pretty boring. Yeah, like I think you board out the Vetoes and, the, and like you don't play the Vetoes or the disputes. Um, and you just try and manage the board the best as best you can. So I liked your version a lot. Patrick Chapin and I discussed it on Top Level Podcast this week. Uh, your version was based on Matt Sperling's build, correct? Right. Yeah. So when we were talking about um, decks to play, so me and uh, Pro Tour Champion Eli Loveman 
were were talking about like what list we're going to play in the qualifiers. And Eli was very high on um, Black Red Sacrifice right now, and I had played like some matches with it. And um, Eli thought the best thing in the format was was Bant, and he sent me uh, the list that Sperling won. Um, some like arena, I think it was like a charity event or something. It was like some some uh, other run tournament. And I think he six owed or seven owed or something with that band list. I want to say Matt um, Costa also qualified the day before you with Sperling's list. I want okay. to say that's true. Uh, Matt Costa, pro tour top eight competitor. Um, but yeah, we were talking about you know what what decks were good in the format, and that's the deck that Eli sent me. And that's and then that's why I just like started playing some games off of, and then I think from there we we talked about um, Arboreal Grazer, and I swapped out I think Mystical Dispute and like an Aethergust for two Grazers. So, in my so did you actually read the article that that is that's pre precipitating this this chat? Yes. Okay. So let's go through the list, and because I want to get to Arboreal Grazer, which is kind of I think the most important thing for you. Right, so we kind of already talked about it being like Azorius, but just kind of cutting to the cutting to the end. I think that in these kind of tournaments, you just have to get lucky. And the reason that I think that is, I was thinking back to my first PPTQ I ever won. You and I was it the first time we ever played, or how many times we played at that point? It it was not the first time at all, the, but the, it, it was it was like the third third, third time. time. So first time we played was a top eight magic episode. I was on Sperling's red, white, and you were on green, red, John, uh, no, 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 yeah, you, John, John monsters. You were on John monsters. And, uh, we played in the finals of a tournament and I won. Right. Right. Cause, cause Sperling decks. Apparently it was, was like, a, like a Tuesday night, like yeah. standard event. Yeah. Then the second time we played, we played in the finals. It was like 4am, right? We played in the final yes. grand prix trial. And yeah. I was, I was on, playing, I was on black green ramp and you were, and on, I was on Abzan. Yeah, and I, I crushed you. I remember that. Or, no, no, no. I was, no, I was no, on. No, no, you were on Greater Monsters. Greater, Greater Monsters. And I was on Black Green Ramp. Black Green Constellation or whatever. And I won the role, and I had Llanowar Elf in all the games that I went first, right? I'm pretty sure game three, you had, you had like, double or triple Llanowar Elf into, like, Doomwake, like, turn three Doomwake Giant. Oh, so, you like, every play. Crazy. So, my guy is six toughness, so you can't kill it, right? And every single yeah. card I play just kills your whole team. Sounds about yeah. right. Sounds about right. It sounds like you got what you deserved. So, and then that, this third time we played was the PPTQ, and I was on. We played. We played twice in this event. I think we played twice in this event. So I beat you in the Swiss. I'm pretty sure. And then I beat you in the top four. And and, and top four. Yeah, yeah I was so, playing. I think you you were my only loss the entire time. Yeah. Well, but then then you yeah. made me buy you dinner. I okay. That that's a lie because you invited me out to dinner, and you before the event. Before I was gonna leave before the finals, and you said no, don't leave. You're my good luck charm. Yeah, we weren't even really friends yet, right? Like that no, was, we weren't. You, you were just some bum I was beating up on in tournaments, right? <laughs> but I decided to adopt you at that point. <laughs> like, hey, bum, stick around. I'll buy you dinner. Oh man, it's, it sounds like I'm an abusive ex boyfriend in this. Right? <laughs> so uh, I was playing Demir Control with like one. <laughs> One seven seven to win. Is that right? Were you playing like play Pearl Ancient? You, you had some Garden Drifting. One Pearl Ancient in my deck, and one Dragon Lord uh, 
Or, so, so, no, no, it was it was Silumgar the Drifting. Silumgar the Drifting does on my sideboard. I had total ways to win. Oh. One of my main, one of my side. So, and I was playing Abzan Aggro. Yeah, and I I, I remember that because you had like the, the five casting cost. Is it a, a Nissa that makes your guy your lands into creatures? I guess that's what. This oh, is doing, Nissa right? World Waker. Yeah, I want some. Yeah, I remember, and I pretended like it was it was the top four, right? I pretended like I had no answer, so you like animated all your lands, then I Aether spouts to you. <laughs> oh, like yeah, for four probably. lands or something it was sick. Anyway, um, so then, uh, anyway, the, in that tournament, I won. It was six rounds of Swiss, and I won the roll four times. Uh, and so I double drew into the top eight. And obviously, having won four rolls, going four zero, and then going an additional, you know, two draws, I had play the entire tournament. So, including against you in the top four, I guess. And I went back and I looked and I lost like, I don't know, six game twos or something. Like not all my game twos, but I lost a lot of game twos. And I was just like, you know, let's just call a spade a spade for a second. If I hadn't won four rolls, I probably wouldn't have won this tournament. If you, if you just look at this, right? It means that like I was losing on the, on the draw. So, you know, just give me one or if you give me one game on the draw that's in the wrong part, like it's in the top eight, you know, I just don't win the tournament. Mm-hmm. So I come to the conclusion, I'm like, oh, shoot. And this is just a PPTQ in a store, you know, you got to be a little bit lucky. So when I called you the other night, I was just like, dude, you got to play Arboreal Grazer. Remember, are you about this? You're like, Arboreal Grazer is very good. But Arboreal Grazer is the luckiest. <laughs> if you have it and you give it the right turn, which is turn one, they are destroyed. <laughs> I think in my, I, I have to look back, but I think in my magic and Sandy Dog, um, he won he was on the play in game one, and I'm pretty sure I got to play a turn, a turn earlier, Shadow to the Sky, because I had a grazer on turn one. Well, in t- game two, you had a grazer, an early grazer. I don't know if it was turn one or not, which was holding off his robber, the rich. It accelerated you into Elspeth Conqueror's death a turn early, which took out his annex without generating any satyrs, and then he, you were just set up to nuke his, to wrath. his yeah. Torbrand, etc., with uh, Shadow to the Sky. Uh, basically all perfectly set up from Grazer. And the Grazer even got to chump, uh, you know, one of his Torbrand-enhanced creatures, which is also super sick. So uh, mm. how do you feel about playing Arboreal Grazer versus not playing Arboreal Grazer in hindsight? I mean, in that event, it was I thought Grazer was great. And I mean, in that, I think in that match, it was great. I think overall, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, at, at least you can, the card's like cuttable if you need to. Um, you mean side but, it out? Yeah, you can side it out sometimes. Yeah, side but it also, out, I buy, but I don't know about not playing it. No, yeah, I think, and I, I think I had a match also in the, I think the sixth round. I just played against some guy. We were both qualify, and he was playing the mirror. And I think in game three, I think I had it on like turn one or turn two, and it accelerated me into an early Nessa. That was like on. Didn't you hectically call me and be like, he has three grazers, like as though you were in trouble? Oh yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, because we were we were we, that's right. We had we both had, um, I had two grazers and he had a third one. I think he played the third one after he had no more hands. All right, I so thought it was three grazers was, is too many. Yeah, two is I the right it, number. Yeah, I thought it was very funny that we both had. Uh, we were we were both playing for the six and we both had multiple so, grazers in our deck. Chapin and I thought your deck was seventy four cards correct, which is the wrong card. 
Sweet which is the wrong card? Yeah, we thought you had 74 it, cards correct, which is the wrong card. Oh, okay. Is it a cyborg card? It is. Um, Agent of Treachery? Obviously. That card is garbage. Did you even cast it the entire tournament? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you really get anything that spectacular. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's a seven casting cost sideboard card. Two, three, and you cast it in a tournament think, that you won. I and your analysis, game, it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I think in game three, I like stole a crisis to attack for lethal, but by that point, I was like super revenge anyway. Yeah, and a, a fourth Aether Gust would have done the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just checking. Like, that card is so unspectacular to me. These are the things that I liked about your deck. Two Arboreal Grazer, I believe, is the correct number. Zero uh, Knight of Autumn, I believe, is the correct number. Um, I think I, I, I think I'm going to side with Patrick on this because you did so well. Very proud of you, Roman. I think I would have been tempted to play only 28 land in the second Dream Trawler. Tell me I'm crazy. I think that's crazy. I think I, think I might... I don't know. Maybe I should play a second Dream Trawler for this weekend. Um, um, so it's, is the tournament you're playing this weekend standard? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's basically a Grand Prix. There's eight rounds Saturday, and I think maybe six rounds on Sunday with cut the top eight. And you have to six and two or better to make the cut for day two. Dude, no problem. You're going to raffle stomp this tournament. Don't play the yeah. Just don't play the Agent of Treachery. Yeah. I mean, I could play another Dream Trawler main maybe. Um, and then I think I would just cut the agent for uh, for for a gust on the board. That's exactly what I would do. I like uh, the fourth gust against these soul tie decks that have got uh, Cavalier of Thorns. Uh, any other decks you're looking at that seem respectable these days? Um, I think like uh, only other decks that I, I really like right now are like soul tie and Jeskai. I mean, soul tie obviously we're, we're playing ban over, but the, the Jeskai deck I think is still very powerful. Uh, I I like. Bant first had, choice. I like Jeskai second choice. I think I like Mono Red third choice. Yeah, like, um, red, red, like red, red and Black Red are still very good decks. Like I, I think like if I'm just if I have an unlimited amount of time, I have an unlimited amount of mental energy, and I'm not playing Bant, right? So all those things have to be true, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I have tons of time, I have tons of mental energy, and I'm not playing Bant. I think Teamer Adventures is really good, but. Because we live in the real world, and I have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of mental energy, and I have the option to play Bant, I would not play Teamer Adventures. I would also play Jeskai over Teamer Adventures, I think, in a tournament like this for the same reasons. Like, Jeskai has autopilot draws, right? Where you're just like, you know, turn one, nothing, right? That doesn't do anything on turn one. But then you're like, turn two, thing, turn three, thing, turn four, thing, you know? Yeah, like, then, yeah, like turn turn four, fires into and you're just like, you know, Sphinx, fires, and then Sphinx, turn five, or... like... Cavalier, whatever, or whatever. Like, fires card draw, fires wrath, whatever it is that you're going to do that's sweet. Then you're just like Cavalier Dream Trawler, Kenrith Haste, you know, whatever ridiculous junk you're doing with that deck. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. Main reason I like Bant the best, Dream Trawler, second main reason, and I love this in your list. So no Knight of Autumn, I think, is correct. Two Arboreal Grazer, I think, is correct. Four Mother Lovin' Elspeth Conquers Death, Roman Fusco. You are going to have the edge against people who only have three Elspeth Conquers death. I yeah, the card. I, I love the card so much. It's just it's it's so incredibly powerful. And even there have been times when I haven't been able to buy back a Planeswalker, um, but like you can just buy back an Uro just to 
to draw it's a card fine. in game three. It's yeah, it's, it's still fine. Um, but I think the power, I think even the reason why it's fine because you have ways to buy it back with Tamio. Yeah, I think the um, Tamio aspect of your deck is so strong. Love it also. Yeah, Tamio Tam- is was was um, really great and and really surprised me with how powerful that card is. I mean, it just the synergy is just so great. With where we we, we talked about this in the, in the article a bit, where you just plus you can name anything. a card that's yeah, anything <laughs> that's not in your deck just just to mill for. You can and the, the best case scenario, you could just like plus. I've had like Nissan play play Tamio plus. Name like Conqueror's Death, grab Conqueror's Death, but also either mill an Uro or mill enough cards to play the Uro. Yes, that is what that card does in this deck. Love it. Um, what land are you going to cut? What well, if I cut a land? Aren't you going to cut a land? I thought you were going to say 28 land, 2 Dream Trawler. Mm, if I, would, I, don't, I don't know which land I would cut, honestly. I don't, maybe like a basic? Uh, no. How many basics do you have? Five? Yeah. I had three forest, I think two island, one plains. I think you can no, cut six. Yeah. Uh, I think you can cut a basic then. Okay. Okay, cut a basic, add a dream trawler, switch Aether Gust for Agent of Treachery, and I think we are back to 74 perfect cards because. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really would love to play a second, a second dream trawler main. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Love it. Heard it here first. All right. All right. Congratulations, Roman. Thank you, Michael J. Will do.